What's up, everyone, and welcome to Roots of Humanity, a podcast that celebrates the beautiful people and culture of our world. My name is Drew Binsky. I'm a world traveler and content creator who has spent the past 12 years traveling to all 197 countries in the world. In today's episode, I will be chatting with my Slovak friend, Peter, who is a fellow extreme traveler, YouTuber, and wannabe comedian. He is such a great friend that we even got matching tattoos together. Peter is from Slovakia and currently lives in my favorite city of Prague. In this podcast, we will be chatting about his growing appreciation for Slovakia and why it's important to spend more time with family. The bodies from your childhood, your parents, you can never buy these things. Thanks for tuning in and let's get into it. Peter, thanks so much for joining, man. Uh, it's great to see your face again. How you doing? I'm doing really, really great. Where are you from? I am from Slovakia. Are your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents all from Czechoslovakia, or do you think it's mixed? My father is Hungarian. My mother is Slovak. Uh, her father, her mother were all Slovaks. They are from the heart of Slovakia, and central Slovakia is known to be very patriotic, so those are patriots. And my father is Hungarian, but he he never lived in Hungary because uh, Hungarians are the most populous minority in Slovakia. So my father speaks fluent Slovak. My grandmother wasn't able to speak Slovak, so she was like 100% Hungarian. And I never knew my grandfather, but my father is Hungarian and he identifies as Hungarian, but we always were a family of Slovaks. We only spoke Slovak in our household. So that's my situation. What I love about Europe is the countries are all so small that like you just drive an hour and you're in another country or two hours where me just to get out of Arizona. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now, which is in the center of the state. I need to drive three hours just to leave the state in three hours. Yeah. You could be in like what five different countries if you drive in different directions Four at least. Yeah, at least four countries, Poland, Austria, Czech Republic, Hungary. Yeah, at least four of them. Yeah, four, four countries. That's incredible. And I think that's why Americans are so fascinated with Europe and Europeans are not so fascinated with Europe. I know you have a lot of things to say about your country. And listen, you can be honest. I mean, that's part of your content and your storytelling is you're always transparent and honest. So it's okay to, to let it out, whatever you want to say. And I'm letting people know right away that you are sarcastic sometimes. Peter, what does being Slovak mean to you? First of all, I identify as Slovak because I lived here for 18 years and it's rooted inside me. I'm not sure if it's deeply rooted inside me because I've been living in the Czech Republic uh, for 10 years. Since I was 18, I've lived in the Czech Republic, but I constantly move in between these countries. When I was younger, I was very critical towards my country and I still am but I'm not going to dig deeper into politics and stuff like this. But right now, the older I get, the more I like and love my country because we have a, I, I always thought like Slovakia, it's such a small country. We don't have any cultural heritage, but the older I'm getting, the more I realize that there's a lot of cultural heritage. There's beautiful landscapes. The nature is amazing. The people are great, but there are some issues sometimes with the people. But in general, we are very hospitable, very generous. So I can say I'm proud, but there are some things I would change. When you say issues with people, and I don't, I don't want you to get too into it, too into politics, just scratch the surface. People are wondering, what are these issues? There's this thing with every country from the uh, former 
Soviet bloc. We were not part of the Soviet Union, but we were um, a satellite of the Soviet Union. So we were very influenced. We were not able to travel. Everything that was foreign to the, back in the past was considered dangerous. And the older generation, they kind of avoid everything that's new and foreign. And I don't want to say that the older generation tends to be a bit racist, but there's just something inside them. Like they're not so acceptable. The older generation, especially in the rural regions where the education system is not so developed. So this is probably my, my biggest problem with Slovaks. Apart from that, we're, again, as I said, very generous, really nice people, hospitable, but some people from the older generation have this inside them. Like uh, some, I'm not sure if it's hatred towards foreigners or hatred towards something that's new, but you just have to understand that this was, this is due to the communism and due to the Soviet bloc, because we were not able to travel. Everything that was foreign was just not accepted. What you're saying is true all around the world. Like people, the younger generation who live in the cities are more open-minded and can adapt to other cultures. And so, and the people in the countryside are way more traditional and deeply rooted. And, and frankly, they had a different like education system growing up in Czechoslovakia. I don't know. I don't know too many details about it, but all I know is that the newer generation, such as yourself and people younger than you are totally different. Their mindset, right? Yes, because we were born into a democracy, a completely different mindset, a completely different philosophy. Right. We are used to completely different things than, than our parents were used to. So you're, you're absolutely right. The, the new generation, the young generation has a different mindset. And I'm so glad that communism is over. On that note, for people that listening that have no idea, maybe we can talk a little bit about Czechoslovakia. So I'll, I'll say what I know, and then you jump in and just kind of touch it up. Before 1993, the Czech Republic and Slovakia, present day Czech Republic and Slovakia were one country, even though they had, the dialects were still different. Like the Czech dialect and Slovak, they, they still existed because they're they kind of far apart. You got to drive several hours, but it was under, it was, it was communist and it was under one, uh, one authoritarian government. 1993, after, you know, Berlin Wall falls and communist ends, that 1993 is a couple of years after that, but that, that was the time where they decided, okay, we want different governments, but it's so crazy to me because you're still the same race. You're still the same root rooted people. And there's somewhat of a rivalry between the two countries. And I'm saying that because I lived in the Czech Republic. I studied abroad there for six months. It was how I got obsessed with traveling. It was my first time experiencing new cultures and drinking as a 20 year old and going crazy in all the bars and, and clubs in Czech Republic. And I loved it. But when they look at Slovakia, they're like, they kind of just like Czech people feel better. And, and it might be the same in Slovakia. I don't know. But Czech people feel like they're a little bit more advanced. Economically, they're better. They just do things their own way. And this is all coming from my perspective as an American living in Czech Republic. Speak a little bit about just confirming what I said, or maybe I missed some details about Czech Republic and Slovakia, and how are they different today? You are absolutely right. We were always, uh, let's say, the industrial part of, of Czechoslovakia. I'm going to be honest. We were always less educated. We were more rural. Industry was blossoming here. And Czechs were always more about culture, making movies, making music and stuff like that. And it's still like that because you can never erase this. And a lot of people actually uh, think that we're like brothers. We're, we're the same. But living in the Czech Republic in the last 10 years, 
I can spot so many differences, so, so many differences. Like they're still the closest uh, nation to us. We can understand each other perfectly because Czechs are always used to Slovak language and vice versa since birth. But when it comes to differences, we are definitely more traditional and conservative. Czechs are we're always more open-minded. I think it comes to the past when they were just more can I say this bohemian yeah. is like a bohemian lifestyle they like to compose music make make movies they're more artistic and we were the hard workers that didn't have the energy for that we are definitely more religious I think that's connected to the traditions and being more traditional and conservative I think um uh, Czech Republic has the most atheists in the world. They're not religious at all. So that's a huge difference when you're speaking about two countries that were one country just 27 years ago. And I think they're definitely more liberal. Both of our politicians suck, but I'm not going to get deeper into that. You said that there's a rivalry, but it's a very friendly rivalry. We were always friends. We were always like brothers. We were their little brother and they were our older brother. So I, I think when it comes to differences, these are the, the main differences. When you meet other people around the world and you tell them you're from Slovakia, what do they say? And how does it make you feel to, to represent Slovakia as a traveler? The reaction is always the same. Where? Where? <laughs> Slovakia. Or they think that I'm from Czechoslovakia because a lot of people still think that Czechoslovakia still exists. But most of the time, they have no clue. So sometimes, because I like to make fun of things, sometimes I make up a name of a, of a random country. Like I'm from Jemaherosa. And they're like, oh, all right, all right. Where's that? Europe? Because I know that they would never know where Slovakia is. And how does it make you feel? You have to explain to them. It honestly feels, I feel so uh, exotic. Because imagine you live somewhere and you don't have the geographical knowledge that you have right now. And you meet someone who's from a country you never heard about. So they're usually very, very interested in my country. And it's, it's great to see an honest interest so I can talk about my country. I usually make a lot of jokes about my country, like the Eastern European jokes, because I, I make comedy content on YouTube. I make a, a, an Eastern European comedy content, so I usually joke a lot. But when we're having like a normal, proper conversation, I answer normal questions and they're so curious about the country and it makes me feel really cool and exotic. Let's talk about the good things about Slovakia, because personally, I, lo I love Slovakia, so we should give it some credit. Maybe somebody's hearing about Slovakia for the first time listening to this and they only have one week to spend. And they said, Peter, I want to go. I want to have the best week of my life in Slovakia. Where should I go? What would you tell them? Well, the first stop is definitely the High Tatras, which are the mountains that we have up north. Absolutely magnificent, beautiful hikes, great culture. The northern regions have a very, very strong culture and traditions and heritage. So I don't know the exact dates, but we have a lot of festivals up there. And uh, people usually dress in the traditional costumes. There's a lot of dancing. There's a lot of drinking, a lot of singing. So definitely that. Also, the most traditional cuisine of Slovakia comes also from the north. So we have a lot of sour cheese and cheese dumplings and everything with sour cheese. So you should definitely try that and cabbage as well and potatoes. So yeah, the North region of High Tatras, definitely. And that's probably for two or three days if you have only a week. Probably one day in the capital, but you know, 
I think we have the most boring capital in the world. A lot of my friends are usually asking, like, Peter, I'm finally coming to Bratislava, the capital of Slovakia. What should I see? And I have no clue. I am from the capital and I have no clue. It's a, it's a much less interesting version of Prague. Yeah, it, it's, oh, you cannot compare those two cities. It is beautiful though, bro. That main little street with the castles, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, but that's like one little street and that's it. Our city center is so small. Okay, we have a UFO restaurant, a, a restaurant on a bridge that looks like a UFO. There we go. That's cool, bro. One day is enough. One day in Bratislava is enough. Then I would probably go to, to Eastern Slovakia, which is so culturally rich again, because you have the Rusin people in the far Northeast, which are a minority, and they have beautiful, beautiful wooden churches that are part of the UNESCO World Heritage, incredible, unique churches. And also they're, they're incredibly, I think they're the best people in Slovakia because I made some documentary episodes with them, incredibly generous hospitable always smiling people inviting you for a drink inviting you for lunch inviting you to their home to spend the whole day with them yes yeah, so and then maybe the city of Košice which is the capital of eastern Slovakia beautiful city I'm probably a bigger fan of Košice than my home uh hometown of Bratislava because I and just spend some time with with people from eastern Slovakia because in Western Slovakia, we're more like hustle, let's make money. And Eastern Slovakia is more traditional, hospitable, drink, heavy drinkers, heavy drinkers. If you want to have a good time and party, definitely go there. So yeah, high Tatras, Bratislava, Rusin people in far northeast, maybe Košice, Slovak paradise, again, beautiful national park with a lot of incredible lakes. That sounds like an incredible itinerary. I would love to do that. I just want to say... I went to the beer festival in Miava. Oh my God, man. I don't know what month it's in, August or July or something. It's definitely in the summer. I have a buddy who I met in Thailand. His name is Yuri. He's from Miava and he said, hey, you should come. What's the name of the festival? Denizela. Yeah, yes, I think so. That and means like days of cabbage. Yes, yes. Like, or cabbage days. There's all these food tents, beer, like you would not imagine. We got to talk about the beer culture, man. And then all these like traditional da folk dances and just like, people just getting hammered. I mean, that scene to me, it just describes happiness. Yeah, the folk culture is incredibly strong. And this is what I realized uh, a few years ago. Like, we really do have culture that is very unique because, you know, you, you don't feel this when you're in contact with those festivals all the time. But after living for so much time abroad, you realize, man, this is just so incredible, especially to foreigners. And you start to miss it after living uh, abroad. So a lot of festivals, a lot of drinking, everyone dressed in those traditional costumes, dancing, everyone just being in a good mood. Yeah, the festivals are really nice. And they're very passionate people. Yes, I forgot that. We are extremely passionate. That's also another difference between us and the Czechs. I don't think Czechs are like, okay, let's have another beer or let's have another glass of wine and let's just uh, smoke a cigarette. But we're like, let's drink, let's party. Let's have one more. Come on, join me. Let's join this party. And like, yeah, we get very passionate about anything. This makes me so happy for many reasons. One, you're so passionate in describing your passion for Slovakia. 
so we hung out for like a week straight or I don't know, a couple of years ago. And you were just like, so like loving Prague and like, I'm never going to move back to Slovakia. Now it sounds like you actually have interest to move back. You're absolutely right. And this is my biggest dilemma right now, because as I get older, I realize that life is about relationships and I have family here in Slovakia. My best friends are here. I have a very good friends and I have very good friends in Prague and Czech Republic, but the bond is not as strong as, as in Slovakia. And it's basically a question like, do I want to live in the best city in the world, which is Prague, have pretty good friends, or do I want to live in my hometown, which I kind of like, but I don't like it as much as, as in Prague, but I'm going to live in the best bubble. You know what I mean? A bubble of friends, like a the greatest social circle you can imagine, just always having family around, always having my best friends who are more passionate than Czech people. So yeah, this is my dilemma. This is really interesting what you're saying. For anyone in the world who maybe left home or whatever, lived somewhere else for a long time, why do you think it's so important to preserve your cultural identity? Why, why is it important to you to move back to Slovakia? When I talk to Czechs, you can never have the same conversation with a Czech if you're Slovak. If you lived in a certain country since you were a child, you just know how it works. I'm a comedian. So when I talk to someone, I usually, uh, I'm very sarcastic. And it's different when you're talking to a Czech. They don't know the Slovak things, the funny Slovak things, the things that happened, the shitty celebrities that we had, the, the funny stories, the, the funny political stories. And it makes me feel alive. Just these conversations, like I don't need to describe who that guy from Slovakia is because the person from Slovakia already knows that guy, that celebrity or some someone because they've always lived here and they know the customs. Don't you have the same feeling like it's different when you're talking to your buddies from Arizona? Yes. So I was going to relate myself to your story. I moved back to Arizona. I never thought in a million years I would live back here. I lived in Prague. After Prague, I moved to Korea for two years. I lived in Vietnam, Hanoi. I lived in Bangkok for 18 months. I lived in Manila for a year. And, I, and in between, I traveled to every country in the world. I only have two left as we speak. And then all of a sudden, I looked at Deanna and we were like, where are we going to live? We, we looked in LA. It's like at least a million bucks for a tiny one bedroom, at least. And we wanted to buy a property. And then we looked around and we we're like, you know what? Arizona is pretty nice. I haven't seen my parents that much in the last 10 years because I've been traveling my two sisters who I haven't been as close with and my, my three best friends in the world who I grew up with are all here. And for the exact same reasons that you just said, I moved back here. I bought a house. I'm in my house right now. It's a beautiful, you know, four bedroom. Um, come here and visit. You have your own room and, and guest room. I'm building a whole putting green in my backyard. Cause you know, I love golf. And then I realized like, if I need to go to LA or I need to go anywhere, I'll just jump on a plane, dude. I live 15 minutes from the airport. So that's it. These are the priceless things in life. The buddies from your childhood, your parents, you can never buy these things. And as you get older, you realize that these are the things that really matter. I have the same situation like you. I lived in the US, in Argentina, in uh, Oman, in Tanzania. And I, I never thought that I would come back to Bratislava because I... I've always hated my hometown. I don't hate it right now, but when I was younger, I could never imagine. And look at me now, thinking about coming back. And it doesn't sound that bad suddenly. Dude, we're having a bromance moment right now because we're about the same age. We've had similar life. We're both like full-time YouTubers, travelers. And then now we're like 
coming to this realization where we're moving back home. It doesn't mean we're going to stop traveling. I can't wait for next year. Now that I've finished the countries, I'm going to chase the story instead of chasing the country. So I'm going to go wherever the story is and just have more camera guys and just kind of elevate the production, better editors, better sound design, and just kind of make more quality videos, which is part of what I want to do next. And so I'm super excited, like going to Siberia. And you're finally going to have a, the opportunity to discover the country a little bit more and deeper, True. which is also very, really priceless. We just hit it spot on and it's great. Like we haven't really properly caught up in a while. So it's really cool to have this conversation and then be on the same page with life. It's never the same if you're living abroad. It's never the same. And this is, this is especially bad for people that left their countries, which are not really developed, or if there's a war in that country, because you can never fully integrate. I mean, fully 100% integrate into a different culture. And it's so sad. What's interesting about the United States is that everybody here is an immigrant, unless you're a native, uh, native American, which there is, is, is a significant population, but the, the heavy majority of people in this country are all European background or their grandparents came from Africa or Latin America. It's fascinating, but it's also sad because the culture here is what, you know, like I'm fully Jewish and all my grandparents on both on all both sides, they came from either Austria or Germany or Lithuania or Russia. So I'm fully European by blood. I'm also fully American because I grew up here and I don't have close ties with those countries so i think it's so cool that in europe and yet once again this like american jealousy is like you can still be so close to your roots and your culture and tradition and even if you're in the next country over you still feel that whereas in the u.s you lived in the u.s i want to hear your thoughts on on my country like it's such a melting pot of cultures that we kind of lose sense of this cultural identity and i think it's kind of sad. I want to try, I want people to like reconnect where their grandparents are from, learn the languages, start eating the foods. Because otherwise, if we, if we keep moving in the direction that we are moving, then nobody's going to have any place to call home. I completely agree with you. And I, I don't think that you want my view on the U.S. I would love your view on the U.S. If you're comfortable saying it. Please. I had the worst time in the U.S. Please tell me why. I don't want to generalize. I, I lived in California. I lived in San Diego. I absolutely didn't enjoy it. Well, I think I, I, I talked about this in the past. And I'm really sorry if this offends anyone from California. I absolutely enjoyed New York, Texas. I enjoyed Colorado, but I really didn't enjoy um, California because I am from Slovakia. Coming back to Slovakia, I am from Slovakia. And there's one thing we have absolutely different from the Americans. And it's something that I really value. It's one of my fundamental values. And that is pure 100% honesty. We are incredibly honest to even like a negative extent. If someone's an idiot, we usually say, you're an idiot. Don't talk to me. When I was in the US, I, and this is just my point of view. If you're talking to an idiot, you usually say, hey, how are you doing? Have a nice day. Maybe that's just the Californian thing, but I just felt that people were not honest at all. Just the phrase, how are you doing, is just like, you, you never ask how you're doing in Slovakia if you're not really interested how the person's doing. I'm not sure if this is just the Californian thing, but there were a lot of people just promising me stuff and giving me false hope to a lot of things and it never materialized. So I sued a guy in California. The only place where I had anxiety attacks was California. I had the worst housing situation. I had the worst job situation in California. 
I'm not a big fan of California. I'm, I'm really sorry. It's okay, man. I'm, I'm like so happy that you're saying this because I want, I want Americans to know how other people feel about our country. And, and, but again, when I was in Texas or in New York, I absolutely adore Texas. There was something about Texas that felt more honest and natural and authentic. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's the truth. What you're saying is absolutely right. Like Southern states, they have this warmth and hospitality and and they're, this they're is what I lacked, the hospitality and the warmth. If you go to Georgia or Alabama or Mississippi or Louisiana, you will find very, very, very hospitable people that will look at you in the eyes and speak to you and be honest. There is definitely that sense of fakeness um, in California, even here in, in Arizona. Like when you meet people, it's that fake smile. Hey, how you doing? And you ask all these questions. But in the back of your head, you're like, I don't care about you at all. It, it's like the classic supermarket example. And I, and I think about this all the time as a traveler. When you go to the supermarket, when you check out with their groceries, all of a sudden, like they ask these questions or the person checking out will be like, oh, how's your day going? What's going on? And I see it every time I go to the grocery store and there's all this like micro conversation, like, oh yeah, my kid, I got to pick him up from school. He's at soccer practice and all this stuff. When you go to other countries, especially in Europe or in the Philippines where I live, you are never going to engage in those conversations. With they people. don't care about you. And that's lovely. You don't have to put on a fake smile. Also in the US is like this fake friendship where it's like you become best friends like this. I met you today and you're my best friend already. <laughs> but this so is just my perspective. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. There are different types of people. California was just not suitable for me. I know that there are a lot of people, I spoke to a lot of Europeans that went to California, that lived in California, and they absolutely enjoyed it. They, they enjoyed the avocado smoothies and yoga mornings, but that's just not me. Dude, you're so funny. Um, I love my country. I'm saying that your points are valid. I do love San Diego. I love California, but there's definitely a sense of fakeness among the American personality, I feel. In, in a lot of the big cities. And I think that's something to point out. It's something that I'm used to growing up. And then I went to other countries and dude, like the, the tipping culture, when you go to a restaurant, people hear the service is so good because they want your tip. So the waitress will come over, they'll check on you five times, ask you how your day's going. Like, oh, how was the food? Can I get you anything more? When you go to Prague or Slovakia, when you sit down at a restaurant, they don't give a shit that you entered the restaurant. They don't care about you. They don't look at you in the eyes. They'll just come up, they'll walk over with a pencil and say, what do you want? Okay, cool. And they'll come and bring you your beer and they will not say a freaking word to you until you check out. That is crazy to me. Exactly. And it's something I grew up with. I, I saw it since my birth and I absolutely enjoy that the waiters are just like that. When you go to a, a pub in Prague and you don't order a big beer, the waiter will make fun of you. Like you only can get huge beer if you order a non-alcoholic beer or a small beer he will either decline like no I'm, I'm not giving you that we have that on the menu but i'm not giving you that and i absolutely love that how rude those old yeah. traditional bartenders are bro you took me to that last that we were filming and you took me to that old old czech bar and the guy with the mustache he, he's so rude man he just pours the beer and moves on he doesn't even care about you i love it dude yeah, it's one of the most famous bars in Prague. It's called Uyelinku. And if there's someone uh, listening uh, to this podcast or watching this video, and if there's thinking about visiting Prague, you should definitely check out that bar because that's like the traditional Czech bar with that rude bartender. 
but the best beer you can have. He's actually not rude. If you sat down with him, he's probably the nicest, funniest guy ever. And in general, they don't smile at you from the outside, but they are really like genuine people. If you get to know us, like we're the best people in the world. At first, we're very reserved. And this is another difference between us and Americans. Like Americans are, are always from the beginning having these micro conversations. We're not like that. Tell us about the food in Slovakia. If we visit, what dishes should we try? I'm not sure if you should try them because a lot of foreigners don't like our national dish, for example. And that is Brinzove Halushki, which is basically potato dumplings with sour cheese. And the sour cheese is fermented. It's like half rotten and most people don't really enjoy that but that's our national dish and everyone should probably try it at least you'll know that you never want to try it again then we have uh, kapustnica which is a, a sour cabbage soup again very sour and a lot of people don't enjoy it i personally am a huge fan of kapustnica and like we have a lot of stuff from potatoes cabbage and, and cheese, the cheese culture, man, so strong here in Slovakia. Our national drink is žinčica, which is, again, like half fermented milk. And most people don't enjoy it. Yeah, a lot of cheese products. We have these cheese strings called korbačiki, which in translation means uh, little whips. They look like little whips. And they're very, very salty, again, from, from, from cheese. Then there's another very, very important part of our culture, and those are spirits that you drink. And uh, there's this saying that we can make a spirit out of everything that grows on trees or, or on bushes or on bushes. So we have the plum spirit, we have apple spirit, pear spirit, all the spirits, cherry spirit. So that's, again, very, very uh, important. Is it like Slivovice? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slivovice, that's the plum spirit. Yeah, and then Becherovka is, is different. That's like the Christmassy. Becherovka is different and it's more related to the Czech Republic. It's like a herbal liquor. Yeah, they say it like if you're sick, it makes you feel better. The beer culture is not that strong in Slovakia. It's much, much stronger in the Czech Republic. I'm forgetting the name of this dish in Prague. It's really famous. It's like the with the knidliki on the side and there's like the cut beef in the middle. Svičkova. Is that popular? In yeah, of course. Like all the dishes that are popular in the Czech Republic are also pop popular in Slovakia, but they're Czech. And goulash, goulash soup as well. That's a uh, Hungarian, but again, like our cuisine is influenced by the Polish cuisine, by Hungarian cuisine, by Czech cuisine. Peter, to end this amazing chat, I have one more question for you. If you could give one message to every person in the world listening to this right now, what would you tell them? Just do something. Just don't be idle because that leads to unhappiness and doing things that leads to finding your passion. And I think we both can agree on that. We tried a lot of things. You were a teacher. I was a financial analyst, but we tried, we did things that we found interesting and look at us now just living great life because we kind of monetized our passion and it's incredibly fulfilling and satisfying. So just do something. Don't play video games all the time or just don't sleep for 12 hours or just don't stare at the ceiling. Just do something and find your passion. That was wonderful, man. Thank you so much. How can people find you? PP Peter on YouTube. Three Ps. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. That was great. I'll catch you later. Thank you so much for having me.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. If you feel inspired by this conversation, please share it with somebody who would enjoy listening. And if you're here for the first time, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Every week, I'm going to be looking through them and highlighting my favorite one. And with that all being said, I will see you guys next week.